patriot and a preacher, where politics and religion do mix, starts right now. Here are your hosts. We hope everybody had a really Merry Christmas, and thanks for spending your Saturday with us today. Yes. Yes, I hope you got lots of gifts and uh, I can already see those gyms getting, well, wait, wait a minute now, let's let's think about this again. They probably won't be packed because everybody's worried about COVID. Exactly. Not, so it's not a regular the, year, I forgot. <laughs> yeah, I think most of our listeners have probably become a little soft around the edges and... Uh, uh, um, myself included, I'd like sometimes to, get to you, you know, you know, sometimes you forget, Mark, we're in this like ridiculous reality now, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like any, any given year, I always think about January. It's always packed in the gyms, but wait a minute, COVID now, you know, Yeah. now that, yeah. As a matter of fact, speaking of that, I actually met that gym owner from New Jersey at the March a week ago. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. How'd great that, guy. How'd that conversation go? It was a great conversation. I have to say that I wish more people were like him. Because yeah. he just he is not going to accept what the governor is telling him to do or the police. He's been arrested already. He's got over something like four hundred thousand dollars in fines racking up every day. Oh he stays gosh. open. Oh my gosh! But uh, you have to give it to him though. Yeah, he will it- not give up, and I love that. Well, because this is what they're doing. They're crushing small businesses. I talk to people every day that have small businesses and they're enraged. And, you know, I've been working with churches that I call remnant churches for years where they are standing up and they feel like they're alone. And we're trying to let them know they're not alone, that there's people out there that are standing for the full word of God. Well, in a way, it's, you know, not obviously not from a faith standpoint, it's the same, but in a way, just in principle, you know, these people that are standing with their businesses opening, they feel like they're alone. And millions of small business owners around the country, you're like, well, should we open? Should we not open? Mm-hmm. And what you're saying is exactly right, Mark. Open the churches, open the businesses. Open if the we businesses. all do it, they can't stop us. That's what That's exactly saying. right. That's yes. exactly right. As a matter of fact, we're going to be talking. We're really excited. I'm, I'm excited. Sam Sorbo has been a good friend for a long, long time. Yeah, I think she was one of the first guests, Todd, seven wow. years ago when the show started. And so she's going to, you ran into her at the yeah. Turning Point Conference. And so we're excited to have her on because for the, if anybody doesn't, isn't familiar with Sam, she is one of the most outspoken women I know in the country yeah. and always stands on truth. And, uh, the mask they're mandating is not shutting her up. She is as vocal as ever. And I love her for it. We're excited to have her come and join us because uh, Sam's involved in all kinds of things. And she's got a new book out. This is a great interview because um, she, she really doesn't pull any punches, man. She, she's just, she's just letting us know how it is. And this is what we need. I mean, she's a patriot. She's a believer Mm -hmm. and, and she, and she's, you know, eloquent in her speaking, but at the same time, you know, hammering us with truth. And that's what needs to happen because so many of us feel this way. This is what people liked about President Trump, I think, Mark. I really do. You know, people talk to me every day and they say, you know, what do you think it was about Trump? I'll tell you what it's about Trump. He spoke for us. He was, he was right. not a politician. That's right. And, and he was saying the things that we were feeling inside, but many people maybe couldn't articulate. Mm-hmm. And people like Sam Sorbo, and there's so many out there. I mean, you know, Candace Owens, I, mean, I could just go on and on and on. 
you know, us, right? Um, you know, Mark Anthony. Um, but, you know, we're Talk out there. <laughs> we're out there and we're saying, and the reason why our audience is growing and the reason why shows like this are growing and people are tweeting them out, and please do that, by the way, you know, share the links. Please, we never, we would never really talk about that, but please share the links, you know, no, no matter how you're listening to us, whether it's podcasting platforms or social media or whatever, share the links because that's how more people know. Uh, we got to wake up more people. That's the whole reason we do this. It's not to be rich. I'll tell you that. You know, we're not making a lot of money. We're not making any money. But the thing is, <laughs> we're, we're doing it because we care about our country and we're doing it because we're trying to move the needle. And so thank you, Sam Sorbo. Thank you, Donald Trump. Thank you, Mark Anthony, for speaking the truth. That's right. And that's what we're here to do. We're not here to sugarcoat things. Obviously, we want to entertain you along the way, but we want to inspire you is what we want to do. Are you not entertained? (laughs) So before we go, I read this article. I know you saw it too, Todd, but I think this might bring a little levity to the situation. Can you imagine you have a six-year-old that's been home because schools are closed down. The mother's working from home. She's a real estate agent. And this six-year-old, George Johnson racked up more than $16,000 in the apps, a- Apple App Store oh for charges on his favorite game, Sonic Forces. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So you can imagine the mother's shock when she got her credit card bill and <laughs> saw the chart. Can you imagine, Todd? No. I, no. Well, I can't imagine because we once had a guest at our house and they were calling like a foreign country. And I remember getting my, uh, you know, they stayed there for about a week. I remember getting my bill and I was like, what the heck is happening? Exactly. Like $700, $800 bill or something like that. So gosh. And, you know, this is a very real reality because my little baby will get our remote and sometimes order things on Roku or Amazon that I don't even know about. Right. You know? <laughs> Just imagine until she gets older, Todd. So I think, you know, by the way, the moral of this story is that there are controls on your account, on your Chase account and PayPal and Apple. So for the parents out there, you may want to look into those controls that, you know, little George Johnson went from buying $1.99 red rings in the game, moving up to $99.99 a purchase. And uh, so if a first grader can do that, you might want to look out for all your accounts. Just That's a, a good tip. Good it tip. is a good tip. Yep. You think yeah, the kid got coal in his stocking for doing that, maybe? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, yeah. We're going to be right back. Stay with us. The news is coming up. And this is the Patriot and the Preacher. We'll be right back. Hey, everyone. It's Mark Anthony. I want to talk to you about my pillow because it's truly changed my life. I've had over seven spinal surgeries on my neck and back, and I've never been able to get a good night's sleep. But after trying my pillow, I'm getting the best night's sleep that I've ever had before. Trust me, my pillow has made a believer out of me. I never go anywhere without it. Look, this company has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, and it's made right here in the USA. My pillow has an amazing offer for our listeners. And if you call 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK, you can take advantage of special offers on all of their products. Call right now, 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain with the 60-day money back guarantee. 
trust me, my pillow will make a believer out of you. And you know that jingle. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Don't forget to call 800-851-9287 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code MARK. And we're back with the Patriot and the Preacher, Todd. His mouth every day, more and more BS comes out of it. He did tell Santa that he needs to wear a mask while delivering Christmas presents. Oh, yes. And I'm sure Santa received that well, right? Well, maybe he (laughs) got the message when Dr. Fauci went up to the North Pole to inoculate him, which is Dr. Fauci... told everybody that two days ago that he I always thought Fauci might be an elf. He's like a bad elf, though. (laughs) (laughs) He's like a bad elf out of that movie. Bad Santa. He's one of the elves that got kicked out. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to do whatever he can to get back at Santa and the rest of the kids, which he has been doing. Um, All right. A number of things I want to touch on before we uh, go to our our friend Sam Sorbo. in Michigan, the Secretary of State, a Secretary of State official was caught on video telling vol- volunteers to count multiple ballots with the very same signature. Yeah, yeah. That's also out of this. That's also out of the same state where we saw that sixty-eight percent quote error rate. When it's not right. an error, it's programmed to do that. Right. I think everybody should start calling things for what they are. Uh, we all know, we've talked about this countless times, yeah. that machines don't do things by themselves. No. They do no. what they're told to do, either in the hardware level or software level, right? Yeah, yeah they're algorithms. And, 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 you know, come on. I mean, just, look, there's still some people, I'm going to be, you know, I'm sure you probably have these people in your life that are telling me, Todd, show me the evidence. There's no evidence. And it's like, I'm at the point right now where I just feel like those people, I can't really help them, Mark. I can't, no. you know. You know, those are like the same people that say, show me the evidence there's a God, you know, and it's just like, well, have you opened your eyes today? Are you breathing? Is your heart breathing? I mean, you know, it's like, you know, obviously I can't compare that God to the voting because God is, you know, obviously not in the same, I mean, God is God. And we're just talking about a, an election. But what I'm saying is, is that there's always going to be a group of people that are going to deny the truth. And you, you, you can't, the Bible says, actually, don't cast pearls before swine. That's what it means. You know what I'm saying? And so what we need to do is talk to those that are willing to at least, you know, see facts, evidence, statistics, anomalies, you know, everything that we present. Those are people that, I mean, look, if, if, if it was reversed, I'm just going to be honest. And I, I think that you would agree with this, Mark. If it was reversed and the Democrats, there was a large portion, let's say like 80, 90 percent of the, of the Democrat Party was sitting there telling me that they felt an election was stolen. What do we do? Actually, actually, wait a minute. This actually happened. Wait a minute. This happened. Uh, this happened just last year, you know, right. last election cycle. And what happened? Did the Republicans just like blackball? No, there was hearings. There was, you know, investigations. There was even a special counsel that was appointed and we had to hear it nonstop. So, you know, what about a double standard there? And, and here we actually have evidence. We have proof. We have all we want to do is look at the machines and say, hey, can we forensically audit these? Because there's already been some other ones that, by the way, are showing their flipping votes. So can we look at these machines too? Maybe this is a problem around the country. I've heard the president from somebody that was directly in a meeting with him that said, he said out of his mouth, if they forensically audit these machines and there's nothing wrong with them, he will say, okay, salute and walk out of the presidency. He's willing to do that. But he at least feels 
you know, he feels because he knows that there was voter fraud that's taking place. And so all he wants is a fair shot to say, hey, let's let's look into this. You know, that's right. And that's that's what that's just the logical thing to do after all that's been uncovered. Yes. Over and over again. It's not just the statistical um, issues out there and the um, abnormalities. It's the fact that we have affidavits. We have live testimony. You've got video evidence. We know that there was a 68 percent error rate, which means they could change 68 percent of those votes anytime they wanted to, which is why we saw all of these irregularities coming out of Michigan, coming out of Wisconsin, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Arizona and Nevada. Yes, that happened. We've got reports that 42,000 people voted in Nevada that didn't even live there, Todd. Yeah. Um, and so I think overall, what we've got to look at, like just, you know, people are asking, why isn't the FBI doing anything? Why isn't the Justice Department doing anything? I'm not sure if anybody's heard this, but I think it's important to include this in what we're talking about, which is that F- Christ- Christopher Ray, who's the FBI director, is hiding his connections to a Russian energy company that's likely connected to Uranium One. Wow. Well, you know, gosh. Yeah. And for the people that may or may not remember, Uranium One was was the company that Hillary Clinton gave clearance to to come in and buy our uranium deposits here in the United States. Yes. So you want to talk about how deep the swamp is, Todd. You and I were talking about it earlier uh, before we walked into the studio. How deep is this swamp? Let's talk about the (laughs) deep, deep, deep. That meeting that happened at the White House Mm. with Trump and his staff Mm -hmm. showed it perfectly, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, you know, you got there's different factions in the in the Republican Party. And, you know, there's a lot of different uh, things that people need to understand. But, you know, there's this establishment part of the Republican Party that really is part of the swamp, unfortunately. I mean, I hate to say it, you know, but it's true. And they're more concerned about what their next job is going to be, where they're going to get a nice cush $2 million a year salary or whatnot and be still accepted in the socialite circles. And so they're not really too concerned about a Trump win, Mark. That's the issue. And uh, and so, you know, some of these people, you know, uh, a prime example, Chris Christie, you know, this guy helped in the Trump transition and really kind of stacked the deck with a bunch of people that were not loyalists. And that's been one of the problems. I mean, you know, I'm a staunch Trump supporter. I absolutely love President Trump, as you guys know. I think he's been one of the greatest presidents in our history. But I will give him this criticism. The people around him, and I don't know how this happened, but he, for some reason, he's had some really bad players in his administration. And they've, they've caused a lot of damage to the agenda that he has. And, you know, this continues on till this day. And I think people are waking up and they understand that there is there are these different factions in the Republican Party. There's patriots and people that really are American first, you know, uh, MAGA people. And then there's this other faction, which is the establishment that really don't care about actually seeing change. And I think Mitch McConnell may be one of those as well, Mark. I agree with you. Um, He immediately came out and congratulated the supposed president-elect when he's, in fact, not the president-elect. In the middle of a battle. I mean, come on. I know. I know. And we're seeing that a lot. But then again, you also came in. You saw uh, Congressman Gates at uh, the uh, Turning Point uh, SAS conference. And the very you you actually texted me and said he's in. And now he's announced that he's going to raise objections to the certification 
and start the debate within the House of Representatives. All we need is one good senator, yes, senator to do the same. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm asking Tennessee people, you know, get in touch with Marsha Blackburn. I think she'd be a real great candidate. I agree. Uh, for this, um, Holly is another one that I think would be possibly in. You would think Rand Paul. Uh, but I don't know what he's, you know, he's trying to say something about the, you know, I don't know, some reason why he has an excuse of why he doesn't want to do it. I'm, uh, you know, his father, I think, would have done it personally. I don't know what the heck, you know, but hopefully Rand Paul's in. Uh, you would think of somebody like a Ted Cruz that's a constitutionalist that'd be willing to stand up. You know, those are just a few off the top of my head, you know, but I mean, there, there's plenty of senators that you would think would stand up. And I'm really hoping they do. I hope they do, too, because. I guess the best way to put this is that January 6th is do or die. Yeah. Um, and it, what I mean by die is that this country will no longer be that shining city on the hill if Joe Biden walks in to the Oval Office. And that yeah. is a fact. Yeah. People don't understand. I, I, mean, I get really annoyed when they say, well, yeah, we're 2022 or 2024. Maybe Trump will run again. First of all, let me tell you something. Trump's not running again. OK. Right. So I know a lot of people think that there's this possibility you might run again. Trust me, he's not running again. So it's do or die with, with that. But it's also do or die for our Constitution and, you know, election integrity. I know so many people, so many people and I travel a lot that tell me, listen, I'm not even going to vote again because why would I vote? My vote doesn't count. And yeah. that's how people are feeling. And the Republican Party, even the establishment better perk up their ears right now, because you have to understand this is the pulse of the people right now. And unless we fix this, this is how it's going to be going forward. That's right. That's right. That's exactly right. And this is our one chance. People are coming to D.C. that weekend, um, the fifth and the sixth, to show yeah. support for the president. And I show hope it's up in the numbers. tune of millions. I do, Mark. I hope it's a MAGA army. I hope it's bigger than every one that we've seen so far. I hope so, too, because that's exactly what we need to happen. So we have Sam Sorbo coming up. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Welcome to the show. I love the name of your show. I will be a good Christian. You're going to be very proud of me, and I certainly will also be a good patriot. It's a great name for a show. I heard you have a great show, and thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. President. We appreciate that very much, and it has been an honor to have you on the show. Welcome back to The Patriot and the Preacher. We have a very special guest on. She's a good friend of both Todd and myself. Sam Sorbo, thanks for coming back on. It's good to have you. It's so lovely to see you again. Thanks for having me. Always good to have you. It's been a while. So, Sam, you've been really vocal. I know you just got back from the uh, Turning Point Conference. That's nothing new. That's nothing (laughs) new. That hasn't changed. But what you've been talking about, we're all talking about right now, which is this con game that's been perpetrated on the American people, this fraud Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. we've seen over and over. Sam, do you really think that January 6th, it's all going to be made right? I do. You do. Um, I do for a couple of reasons, Uh, one of which was we've got people standing up now saying I'm not going to certify the election. I refuse to be be part of that. Uh, I just saw Mike Pence speak at Turning Point's uh, Student Action Summit this weekend. I literally just came from watching Mike Pence speak and he didn't just say, um, hey, we we you know, we need to fight back. He didn't just say we need to preserve, uh, you know, correct voting practices or whatever. He said, we're going to put a stop to this. That's yeah. very strong language for him. Mm-hmm. And I'm misquoting, but, but basically he said in no uncertain terms that there will be an end 
in January to this tremendous fraud, there is just no way, even it just, just on its face of it, that a guy who didn't campaign, literally didn't campaign, got more votes than his predecessor. Yeah. Yeah. In the Democrat party. I'm sorry that it did. It pales for the Democrat Party. And the other thing that I think I, that I'd love to point out to people is um, we won, the Republican Party won across the board, right. gained seats, gained position, except for the highest office in the land. No, it never happens that way. That's reversed. Right. There's something that's topsy-turvy about that, because typically you pick your, your president and then you do the down vote, right? Right, right? And sometimes you go, you know, I think the Democrats better in this case than the Republican, but the Republicans, your president, come on folks. <laughs> so if we allow this to stand, I think that we are allowing a tremendous injustice. There are a lot of people who voted in this election, maybe for the first time, yeah. we're disenfranchising them. Yes. Right. That's right. How can anybody trust voting again? You know, I think we all kind of feel this way. You know, we saw the rallies. We saw the boat parades. You know, we saw the all the grassroots efforts. I mean, we had true. Did we, grassroots see, any, did we see anything for Biden and, and Harris? No, not, a thing. not even. The, I mean, the rallies that he had, they had these like circles with like 10 people there. I mean, I even saw one where Barack Obama was at and they didn't even have a turnout. So, it, you know, it, it really boggles my mind that so many people are buying this um but they are sam why do you think they're buying it well they're being lied to so they don't even know there are people in this country who have no idea that the vote is being contested at this point yeah Mm -hmm. literally but harris hasn't resigned her senate seat yet so she knows he does that's a good point gavin newsom just appointed her replacement he named her replacement but she hasn't she hasn't resigned yet that should tell everybody everything yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, Barack Obama resigned his seat, you know, way ahead. I mean, if, uh, you know, it was almost right away. So, you know, totally different situation here. I think they know, but they want to project. They've been projecting since election night. They've been projecting since before the election with the polls, the fake polls, you know, all the things that they were wrong at. But like you said, I mean, there's so many different ways that we can explain the voter fraud, whether it's the statistical anomalies that are just in, totally impossible. Uh, you know, all the, you know, the phantom voters, the zombie voters, the, the fake ballots, the Dominion machines. Uh, but, but I think there's a lot of people, and I know you have a great podcast. What are you getting from your audience? What are people t- telling you? What, what's the feedback you're getting, Sam? On, on the different voter fraud. I mean, we've got, yeah, like, I mean, just what, is, what is the pulse of the people? Like, you know, do they want, you know, they want to fight. They think it's totally outrage or what are they thinking? Well, it, there are two responses. One is outrage and I'm going to do something about it. The other response is, well, what are you going to do? We lost, we lost again. And that partly comes from the, the Republicans who are just whining and sitting down with their tail between their legs or whatever and running away. We need to elect fighters, but uh, but I'm, I'm on a different, I'm actually, I've been folk now. I just came from TPUSA. So I've got that in front of me But of late, since you're going sort of yesterday and the day before or whatever um, I've been really focused on this, um, this non pandemic. In fact, I want to start a new hashtag, not my pandemic because it's not a pandemic when you, you have uh, the natural rate of death within the nation. 
you can't call it a pandemic anymore. And they did a study and the actual rate of death in the United States for 2020 is the same as it was for 2018, which means that there's nothing going on except fear mongering from people who want to muzzle you. Um, And so that's why I'm telling people, please stop wearing your face diapers. And in fact, what I'm encouraging people to do is get together, get a group and go shopping in a group together without your face masks on. I like that. See what happens. I've been shot now. I live in Florida. So the governor has said you can mandate whatever you want, but you can't enforce it, which is lovely. He's a he's a leader. This the governor DeSantis is a leader right. among men yes. in my book. Agreed. He's right up there with Christy Nome, who never shut her state down. Yep. Um, and so um, I so I go to Publix. I'm the only one in Publix without a mask. <laughs> I'm the only one in, you know, Whole Foods or whatever. Um, but but then again, every so often I do see one other person without a mask. And you know what I do? I yeah. thank them. Exactly. That's what I do. Hey, another patriot. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you for not wearing your mask. We need we need people like like me, apparently. Apparently, I've been nominated. And so have you. Um, We need people who are willing to step out and say, well, I'm going to do it this way. Now, I've gone into stores and I've gotten kicked out. They're very they're very polite, respectful. Um, I inform that the I inform them they are discriminating against me. Mm-hmm. They seem to be perfectly aware and content to discriminate against me because they feel that they're in the right, um, which, of course, the slave owners did. The slave owners felt that they were right sure. uh, in keeping slaves, even though people said to them, hey, you shouldn't keep slaves. Um, but their discrimination apparently is not good. However, the discrimination that I'm suffering is apparently bona fide simply because of the zeitgeist, which is absurd. Um and then, it, and I will say, sometimes I will pull my mask out and I'll put it on because I really want to shop there. And I recognize that's the price I'm going to pay. Um, I've gotten into altercations with people, obviously not physical. That's not, that's not my, my style. Um, but I've, you know, I've sort of had it out with them. And then I finally said to them, do you understand you're not even offering me an alternative solution, like you will give me curbside service, because that's one of the ways that they get around the discrimination here, is they say, we'll serve you at curbside. So, so we are making, uh, you know, accommodation for you. Right. I've, had, I've had managers say, we will open the store early for your shopping convenience, wow. if you want to shop without a mask. Um, Nordstrom Rack did that for me. And I was, and honestly, I was very impressed because listen, I get it. A lot of these people are just following directions, but I got to tell you folks, that's how the Nazis work too. And all of the good people of Germany, the good people of Germany, they were just following directions also. And so I think that we really need to stand up and we need to, you need to inform yourself on the statistics. This is a disease that has a 99 point something percent uh, survival rate. I think it's 99.8% right now. Um, So where is, why are we quarantining the healthy? And trust me, the face diaper is a form of quarantine. It is. So. It absolutely is. Sam, you mentioned something that Todd and I have talked about, which is the Nazis in Germany and following along and I think a lot of a lot of our listeners believe this is just a way to control the population. And when you hear, for instance, oh, some of Biden's hold on, hold on, 
What? What is it if not that? Explain That's to me right. what it is if it isn't a way to control the population. Good question. <laughs> That's, I mean, no, it's true. Anybody? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Sorry, it didn't mean no, to interrupt. But it's I, okay. No, it's okay. But you're right. That's it is. You can't explain it any other way. Right. You really can't at this point. And then when you hear people that Biden's appointing to his imaginary cap, yeah. cabinet <laughs> saying that, you know, we're going to have to have some sort of, uh, you know, a pass, a vaccine pass to prove that you've had the vaccine. You already see this coming together where you're not going to be able to buy something, get a job, travel anywhere unless you have the vaccine. Yeah. I've seen, uh, we've seen that coming. Um, yeah. there, is, there is a website that I want to refer people to because it's very important. I was just speaking with um, Simone Gold, yep. Dr. Simone Gold, who's the hydroxychloroquine doctor. Yep. It's called stopmedicaldiscrimination.org. They have a petition because they're, they're working against this whole vaccine passport idea. Yeah. Um, or SMD for Stop Medical Discrimination. You can also go to smdpetition.org, stopmedicaldiscriminationpetition.org. Um, I'm encouraging, I, I want everybody to go and sign that. Uh, we, we can't let them do that. We cannot let them do that. It is, by the way, it's discrimination. And the masks, the face diapers are also a form of discrimination. You can say that they're religious discrimination. Your beliefs about a, an influenza that, or a, a virus that, that, that um, has to, ha, actually hasn't even been proven, right? They haven't even isolated it yet. Nope. Or if they have, no, I, I mean, anyway, my point is your beliefs about that and your beliefs about the efficacy of the face diaper differ from my beliefs. Therefore, it's a religious difference. Yeah. Also, uh, Christianity holds that the face diaper is actually a satanic ritual right. uh, worship mechanism, right. um, which has been proven. So there is, if you want to just go straight, straight to the satanic versus Christian uh, version of that, you can do that too. But I'm just saying we actually now, they just came out with a study two days ago. I think it was, they studied all the States that had the most strict mandates requiring masks and the states that didn't. And would you believe it? There's a higher incidence of COVID in states that require masks. Yeah, because mm. people's immune systems are getting weak and they stay in their house. They're not out there exposed to the elements. That's exactly what we should not be doing. I have a virologist friend and they told me, they said, Todd, there's 3 trillion viruses in the world. Your best defense is a healthy immune system. But if you're sitting quarantined in the house, it's just like if you live in Mexico and you drink the water, you're fine. But if I go down there, I probably get sick, you know? So we got to be out there, you know what I'm saying? Well, and, and let's face it, viruses are opportunistic. And so the moment that you compromise yourself in one area, you're, you're leaving the door open for the virus to get to you. Um, so, I mean, the, the, here's the thing. This is what I, this is what I really um, disdain about the left is the doublespeak, is they talk out of one side of their mouth, they say one thing, and then on the other side, they're doing something completely different. And it's very clear that they don't even believe what they're doing. So, so because of that, it's come down to, yes, this entire thing is a way to control us. They are, they're, they're effective. 
um, you know, they're, they're expedient. Uh, we've, we've all sort of come under their, their gaze, if you will. And so I'm just saying we need to resist this. We need to go the other direction and in order to remain free, because the further down this road they, that we allow them to take us, the more enslaved we become. I, I, I totally agree. By with the that. way, let yeah. me get a plug in for my book, which is coming out January 26th. It's actually available on Amazon already in pre-sales. Um, it's called Words for Warriors. And it's a book about the toxic, uh, the toxic hold that the left has taken on our words. Wow. And so I go to debunk a bunch of the words that the, that the left has, has managed to you know, take under their control. And it's absurd because when you control the language, you control the thoughts. Right. And so you and I know there are certain words that we're just not even allowed to say. They're words. Why aren't we allowed to say them? Oh, that's politically incorrect, which is the political incorrectness is is the disease, right? Right. Socialism is the disease. Mm -hmm. There's a virus. It's called socialism. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, just to be clear, it's not socialism versus capitalism, because if it were, then all we'd be doing is having discussions about the economic impacts of socialism. But that's not what we're doing. We're talking about political correctness. That's right. So let me reframe the debate. The debate is between socialism, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, the Green New Deal, mm-hmm. and freedom. Yes. Yeah. That's it. Either you're for socialism and the party that stands for enslavement, or you're for freedom and the party that stands for freedom. Agreed. And it's a slippery slope and, and they never give the, you know, you notice when they take away rice, they don't often give them back. You know what I'm saying? Right. So the more we let right. them take away with the more, you know, and, and our country becomes less and less free. And we want to pass on a, a free country to our children, and our grandchildren. Yeah. It really is. No, all. I don't. Who gives a crap about them? I want a free country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Sam. Good point. <laughs> so go to Amazon and order my book, Words for Warriors, and buy one for a friend. Absolutely. I know that you were also involved in, in a movie that's uh, that uh, a pro-life movie. Can you tell us about that, Sam? Sure. The name of the movie is Leaders for Life. You can go to leadersforlifefilm.com. Mm-hmm. We offered it for free around the time of the election because we really wanted to bring the point home to people that the election is about freedom, obviously, but more importantly, it's about life. Yeah. And the first three parts of our, of our um, uh, uh, Declaration of Independence, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, right? Well, liberty and the pursuit of happiness are worth little if you don't have life. Right. And so it really comes down to life. Now, here's the thing. We've got two parties. We have more, but right? It boils down to two parties in the American political system. One of them values life. Donald Trump is the most pro-life president we've had in modern times. Right. Right. And the other party values dismembering little babies in the womb. They value it. They, they applaud it. It's a right. To they, them, yeah. It's a right. They have a whole movement, shout your abortion. They sell the baby parts. They don't deny that they sell the baby parts. They simply accuse the person who documented that they sell baby parts. They accused him of cheating and getting the footage nefariously. But they don't actually deny it because they applaud it. They uphold it as holy and good. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are two churches in the United States. Yeah. There's the Church of Judeo-Christianity, 
and people who who uh, adhere to those tenets, yep. which include thou shalt not kill. And then there's the other church, which is basically the satanic church, yep. which the Democrat Party has joined wholeheartedly. Now, I ask you, do you think that people who are totally cool with and actually applaud dismembering babies in the womb, do you think that they would stop shy of maybe cheating in order to win an election? Absolutely not. No. Mm -hmm. And in fact, Charlie Kirk from Turning Point, he put it, he put it, he had a similar take on it. He put it a little bit differently. He said, um, um, if you, if, if you had convinced me that the president of the United States was actually Stalin and Hitler and Mao all rolled up into one, I would fight, I would cheat. I would think that I was doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. Look, Dietrich Bonhoeffer, who's a pastor, actually joined in the resistance in Nazi Germany and and was part of a plot to kill Hitler, Mm. really. And he was a pastor. That's right. So they, unfortunately, they failed. And eventually, of course, he was um, executed. But my point is, you've got a lot of people on the left who maybe don't understand quite how far the Democrat Party's gone. Yep. My, my heart breaks for those people, except they're useless, useless useful idiots, I should right. say. Yep. Um, but we need, to, we need to come to terms with this idea that, yes, it used to be, we used to have two parties, and both parties valued life. Mm-hmm. But at this point, we have two parties, one values life, and one values death. One loves death. Mm-hmm. They're, they've invented the cancel culture. They're killing people as best they can without abject murder. But the abject murder, of course, is on the babies and on the old people, the infirm, the sick. In fact, here's the thing. If you are pro-choice, if you like abortion, if you think abortion is a woman's right to choose, okay, Yep. Then what's your problem with me not wearing a mask? It's That's my right I'm to saying. choose That's to kill right. other people my body, by my body, all of the spewing yeah. that comes out, right? Exactly. Exactly. So you don't value life. So you don't have you don't have a say in how healthcare is affected, right? Right. You lose your you lose but 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 we also have a school system that does not seek to educate but only seeks to school. And so we have a population that has been schooled. And so they will simply do what they're told because they've been taught to move at the sound of a bell, to sit down, shut up, pay attention to what the teacher says and regurgitate whatever that person says on the test. We have not been taught to think. We've not been taught to evaluate. And that's why when they decided to have the mandate initially, when they decided to have the lockdown, forgive me, um, and they said, we're going to lock down for two weeks to flatten the curve. Okay, those words were meaningful to me. I said, okay, two weeks, flatten right. the curve. That makes sense. Because right. at that point, back in February, March, we didn't know what we were dealing with. And so we were going to flatten the curve. And then flatten the curve morphed to um, slow the spread. Why slow the spread? Excuse me, why? Why are right. we slowing the spread? Mm-hmm. Should we not speed the spread up? Should that not be the... Why slow the spread? You're just prolonging the death and maybe allowing the virus to get stronger. What? Of course we don't want to slow the spread. That's absurd. And then the whole mask thing, the face diapers, please. The study on the CDC website itself, 10 years old, so it's not politicized, right? It's an apolitical study, proves that the masks, 
that the cloth face masks have a 0.02% efficacy. I'm sorry, those odds are ridiculous. And how harmful are they? Oh, we don't know. Oh, well, then by all means, let's all just let's continue. Right, exactly. <laughs> let's keep going. Yeah, and let's lock down again. Like that's worked. I mean, give me a break. You know, destroying how many people's lives, small businesses, suicide rates through the roof. Uh, just, suicide. you know, no one's talking about it. And it's unbelievable. And by the way, the year on year death rates are not different than any other year. Shouldn't that be an indicator to us when we're looking at the numbers from a statistical standpoint? When, when they're not, if we're in this massive pandemic like the bubonic plague, you'd be seeing the tunes of millions of different, but they're not. And so it's a big lie. And I'm so thankful you're talking about this, Sam. I want, I'm making up another word. It's called leftist science because it's not science. Nope. It's not science. It's, no. it's the opposite of science. It's leftist science. Right. It's like the climate change science that they use it's against us. It's almost like we should just spell it backwards. But I don't know how to do that. On the- <laughs> <laughs> Sam, it is always great having you on. Thanks for joining us and sharing your thoughts about what's going on. Oh, no. Thank you. This is like my therapy. I just did a full download. Now I feel better. I'm going to go have lunch. <laughs> Take a deep breath. You got it all out. Well, Sam, we got to have you back on at the yes. here to talk about the book a little bit more. Love to. Love to as well. Uh, Merry Christmas, Sam Sorbo, and to you yes. and your family. Merry Christmas. God bless. God bless you. This God is the bless page. America. Amen to that. Oh, this and is- if you're in Georgia, vote Leffler and uh, Purdue, please. Leffler and Purdue. Get all your friends to vote Leffler and Purdue. And then stay at the polls and watch what they do. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're all snitches in this new world that the left has created. We have to be. We have no choice, right? This is the Patriot and the Preacher show, and we'll be right back. Hey, everyone, it's Mark Anthony. I want to talk to you about my pillow because it's truly changed my life. I've had over seven spinal surgeries on my neck and back, and I've never been able to get a good night's sleep. But after trying my pillow, I'm getting the best night's sleep that I've ever had before. Trust me, my pillow has made a believer out of me. I never go anywhere without it. Look, this company has a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, and it's made right here in the USA. MyPillow has an amazing offer for our listeners, and if you call 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK, you can take advantage of special offers on all of their products. Call right now. 800-851-9287 and use the promo code MARK. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain with the 60-day money-back guarantee. Trust me, my pillow will make a believer out of you. And you know that jingle. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Don't forget to call 800-851-9287 or go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code MARK. And we're back with the Patriot and the Preacher. Really want to thank Sam Sorbo for joining us. It's always good to have her on. Great interview. You know, I wanted to share something with you. This came out of the Gateway Pundit, but it's... uh, it's definitely worth repeating. Two and three eligible Americans cast a ballot. The highest figure since 1900? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ladies, Joe Biden was able to get them all out of their houses and energize everybody, right? Right. The man that didn't show up to any rallies. And when he did, there were less than 10 people there. Well, he let so, us know he didn't need he didn't need our vote. That's what he said. Remember? 
So that's exactly right. And and now we know why he said that because the fix was in. But interestingly enough, that this I didn't I wanted uh, this is the missing puzzle of this math equation. That means there are 13 million duplicate or made up ballots that were created and counted for Biden. That sounds about right. I, yeah. I, you know, I remember in 2016, I think it was Barna or one of the major researching companies, they, they came out with a number and it was like 3 million or 4 million uh, for Clinton. And so we would see uh, a, a large amount more uh, this time around. Uh, so that number sounds about right to me, Mark. It does. And it does explain how Biden got fewer counties than Obama and he got the most votes ever in our history. Yeah. That's unlikely. It's yeah, unlikely. A lot of cities that we've already seen a major fraud operation in, in, in past elections, like Philadelphia, for instance. Right. And like Detroit. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, there's Wisconsin. And we saw this all happening together. This is basically Florida times seven. That's right. right. With yeah. all the chaos, it's hard to control. And they knew it. It's hard to control seven states and what they may or may not do. And that's what they were betting on. That's what this has all been very calculated. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the thing that gives me hope, and I know a lot of people say it's like ridiculous at this point to think that Trump could win. But the thing that gives me hope is, is that you got to think they anticipated this. You're telling me that no one was like, you know, I mean, it could have been like, you know, hypothetically, the biggest sting operation in the history of our country, because because we knew that we were going to try this. So imagine if they just like prepared for that. You know, I'm just saying in hypothetical terms, and I know there's people out there with this theory and they, they think this is what happened, but it would have been wise if they did do that. You know what I'm saying? Because we knew they were going to try to pull off this massive fraud operation. And then sure enough, they did. And it's like, wow, that would be like an amazing. Now, you know, everybody's saying, well, okay, we're all looking at the clock. Like, yeah, if you did this, you better come out with information like tomorrow because the time is running out. But, you know, it just, it it kind of does blow my mind. I've been in, you know, high executive positions. I know you have as well, Mark. If I was running a corporation or company and I knew there was somebody that was stealing in a department or whatnot, you know, we would probably set up some cameras or do some things to catch them in the act so that we could stop what's going on. And so, it's really a common sense thing. I hope that's what they did, but I have no evidence to say they did that. That's right. But and that's part of the issue is that the unknown. We don't know right. exactly how this was all done, but I think it's very interesting that now Smartmatic and uh, Dominion are going after conservative uh, platforms such as Newsmax and yeah. LAN for yeah. reporting on the truth. Right. They want they they because they're they're hedging their bets saying, hey, we got the mainstream media on our side. Mm-hmm. They're thinking Biden's going to get in. So, you know, this is what again, this is what people don't understand is at stake. And, you know, I, I can speak to this from a personal perspective. But when there's a leftist and this is going to be the worst if they get in, this will be the worst Marxist left, leftist uh, regime that we've ever had in control of our country. So you got to look at what past regimes did, like the Obama regime. Mm-hmm. You know, and he went after conservatives. It's proven. It's not a conspiracy uh, where they went after with the IRS and they and they and they shut down Christian and conservatives organizations. So you can only imagine if we're walking into a Biden administration, what that's going to look like for Christians, for churches, for conservative news outlets, for podcasters. They're going to try to shut down any dissenting voices, Mark. Absolutely. They will. And you're right. I mean, we know, in fact, our friends at the American Center for Law and Justice, the Sekulos, were right. defending those institutions and going after the IRS for targeting, like you said, the Christian and 
the Tea Party Patriots and all the other groups that right. were started during that time. And so we know you're right. It's a good indication of what to expect. And right now, when everybody's wondering what to do, Todd, you've been saying this consistently. We got to pray this through. Yes. Um, and we can't give up because we are the last line of defense. The patriots that love this country yeah. and the politicians that we can depend on to stand up on January 6th. Because otherwise, this won't be our country anymore. It yeah. won't be the nation that we all love and admire and that the world looks up to because the irony right now, ladies and gentlemen, that the that the um, stimulus bill was just passed yep. and that the American people only get six hundred dollars <laughs> when foreign so nations are getting billions, billions, billions of Pakistan, dollars foreign aid, your countries that aren't even friendly with us. To, right. It, it's like, what? Like, what are you talking about? I mean, the pork in this bill is disgusting and every it American is. should be disgusted. And we're already at twenty nine trillion dollars of debt. And yet we find money for Pakistan to get in and gender studies. Yeah, I was going to say it's gender, gender studies in Pakistan. When there's small business owners here that could be bailed out with that money. That's what if these people cared about our interests in America, not one bit of it should be going outside of our country. It should be going to the small business owners that can't even stay open, that can't even pay their staff, that can't even pay their bills. We should be in the streets. And this is what makes me so annoyed is, is that we're not. You know, and I'm not I'm never an advocator. I'm not advocating violence. I'm not advocating anything like that. But what I'm saying is, why do we sit back time and time again and literally do nothing as we are robbed in highway robbery blind, Mark? I agree. I think that we need to take um, a cue from our founders. Yeah, uh, because um, they didn't care about offending anybody. They were only worried about securing freedom and liberty for all. And right now, we are in a very similar situation. We'll either roll over for the tyranny or we're going to stand up to it and be bold and courageous like yeah. those founders. Remember, they put everything on the line, Todd. I mean, they lost their homes. They lost their families. Most of them died young and poor because yeah. of their commitment to um, the greatest experiment still yet in this That's world. That's right of this democracy, this republic we have that was so inspired by God that the founders talked about the providence of God more than anything else. That's right. As to what to credit it to. And so let's make no mistake. That's why we're here. Yes. And I think that right now we just really need to focus on that prayer because I know I say this all the time, but it's to remind everybody just how powerful prayer is. Remember 13 times, during the Revolutionary War, they called for a National Day of Prayer. And maybe in, a, in, in the next couple of weeks, we'll go over each of those instances. But I can assure everybody that if you look at our history timeline, you'll see that we prayed. And yeah. each and every time, Todd, a major, major miracle happened when yeah. we needed it the most. And yeah, so let's reminds me, I think we need to do it again before this January 6th thing. I think I think there I agree. needs to be another, you know, uh, proclamation for National Day of Prayer. I In agree. fact, I'm going to I'm going to bubble that up. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we'll get that to ears that I'll hear. But uh, regardless, Americans, we need to be praying, fasting. Um, like you said, pray this through. And that, that's what we're going to do is I'm going to pray right now. I don't want you to feel discouraged. I don't want you to feel down, disheartened. Remember, sometimes God moves at the very last minute. But regardless, as I've been saying in my live streams, is that we're still going to be the church no matter what. 
Uh, we're going to continue to fight. We're going to continue to stand. Uh, there could be a major awakening and revival no matter what happens. But why would you jump out of a perfectly good plane that might be making a great landing? I mean, I just was on a plane. I'll tell you, you know, it would have been stupid for me to pop open that emergency exit and jump, jump out five minutes before it landed just fine. You know, if the plane's about to crash, then, okay, maybe, you know, pull the zip cord and get right, out. Right. But, you know, I mean, we don't know yet. So we're not there yet. And we need to pray it through and don't lose hope and don't lose focus. Hold the line. And that's what we're going to pray. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus and by the power and the authority of your Holy Spirit, we're praying and we're asking for a miracle, a sign, a wonder, a move of your Holy Spirit like we have not seen in a generation, Lord God, where we would see a suddenly, like in Acts chapter 2, Lord God, where a powerful miracle would take place and that you'd give this nation a reprieve. We've already given us a reprieve, but more time. As I was talking with my friend Andrew Brunson, he says Americans are not ready for the persecution that we may see very soon. Yeah. We need to get more ready. We need to get more equipped. We need to be the church. Please, Lord, please, we're asking you as your people to give us an extension, Lord, that we can be the church and do this right as we repent for our sin and unrighteousness, Lord God. And we're praying for favor with Donald Trump. Lord, I pray each and every person on this broadcast would have encouragement in their heart today. We thank you and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Todd. Yeah. Thank you all for joining us. Thanks to Sam Sorbo for being our, our one and only guest today. And we uh, will see you next week. And in the meantime, keep praying for this nation. We need a miracle. Let's believe in it. I am Mark Anthony, your patriot. This is Pastor Todd, the preacher. And we will see you next week. All right. God bless. Uh-huh.